All right. Thanks for tuning into Impact Mentality Business Edition. I'm sitting down today with Matt Warren. He is a, he's the owner of Matt Warren Photography, and uh, we're gonna get to know him a little bit. Get to know um, his origin story, what makes him tick, some advice to young entrepreneurs out there maybe some of the favorite places he's been able to go because of his business. So we'll jump right into things. Matt, welcome to Impact Mentality. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm, I'm really glad to be a part of this and uh, just love the opportunity to get to talk to you. So Matt is a very passionate, energetic uh, person. And what I want him to be able to share is what, what's your origin story, Matt, of getting started in photography being able to get this ball rolling of owning your own business. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I definitely am a very passionate person, as you know. So um, what got the ball rolling was um, I'd never lived west of Illinois before the age of 19. Um, went out to a college in Spokane, Washington for the first time. Um, I'd seen mountains like that, like amazing forests, lush, lush forests, um, and then a couple of my buddies and I, we would go on trips to like Glacier National Park and sleep under the, the stars at night, or we would go climb avalanche areas like a bunch of idiots that had never adventured because we were. Um, and at one point I was just like, man, like everything is just so beautiful. I've gone to see so many amazing places in such a short amount of time um, and have been missing up, you know, I'd missed out on years of adventure and finally making up for it. I was like, I want to capture this. Um, and I would see people like post stuff on Instagram from like the Pacific Northwest. And I was like, like these people are getting such incredible photos. Like I, I kind of want to like take photos like that and just share it with everybody back home um, in Illinois. Um, so Black Friday came around and I, you know, I did like two days of research on cameras and I decided I'd just go spend, you know, $500 out of the 1500 I had to my name on a, on a super basic camera um, that first week that I had my camera. I um, watched like three YouTube videos, um, went above the clouds on a mountain for the first time, um, almost got frostbite. I didn't. <laughs> um, and I was able to take photos of the stars. Uh, and since we were above the clouds, there was absolutely no light pollution. I got to see the sun set below the clouds. It was just probably the most amazing scene I'd ever seen. And to be able to actually have a camera and be able to capture that, um, like one of those adventures that I'd known I'd gone on um, similarly to before, um, I was hooked after I saw those star photos, um, just started doing it as a hobby for about a year. That's when I got my first paid job, started making, uh, you know, a website in my college dorm room and it kind of exploded from there. Now I'm doing it full time. Yeah, that's great. And where was your first, um, paid photography? Yeah, I just did, um, my cousin's senior photos here. My aunt asked me, uh, if I could do, um, some senior photos for my cousin. And I said, sure. She's like, how does a hundred bucks sound? I was like, are you serious? That sounds great for like <laughs> for an hour. Um, so after that, I was like, wow, like I could just take money and like reinvest it into better gear, better equipment. And I could actually eventually produce what I see other people produce and what I've always wanted to produce. Um, so I just, you know, would work, you know, I'd deliver pizzas or I'd caddy, you know, my normal job. And I would take any extra side cash and just reinvest in gear just because I wanted to take great great photos yeah for sure and that's totally cool being able to the hustle on the side of oh, yeah. your part-time gig of delivering pizzas or caddying uh, that's great yeah now with being in photography 
what's some of the favorite places that you've been able to travel or what doorways have yeah. opened up because of your photography? Man, it's wild. Um, like I never thought that any of this would come about. Um, I got to film in Montana for two weeks. Um, we were on um, this mountain range um, in... I got to ride horseback in the mountains. I got to go film in Glacier. They paid for everything, plane ticket, food, stay. I got to, like, shoot guns off on this, like, mountain range. And just I got to, like, see – I even saw, like, a bear out in the wild. And um, that was just an incredible trip to be able to film out there. I also got to go to Iceland for 10 days. Um, I was going to go do some work out there, um, filmed, and, filmed and photographed, traveled the country. Uh, for about 10 days. I've also been to El Salvador. Um, I get, I got to film, um, and take photos on a mission trip. So, um, I, I got asked to go film there. And then the next trip will be, um, LA in March. I'm going to be filming a wedding out in the hills of LA. So it's, it's been able to create some pretty, pretty awesome, uh, opportunities to go on adventure and, and kind of explore the world, um, and get paid for it too. Yeah. That is so fun to be yeah. able to go place that you never thought you'd be able to, and then boom, this all of a sudden happens. Now, out of those, which one was your favorite? Ah, oh, that's so tough because Montana and or Montana and Iceland were just um, probably Iceland. I would say just because it's so different than like anything. Like, I mean, I recommend Iceland to everybody. Um, it's like you're in ten different countries all in like one little island. The geography is so different and so unique um so i would i would probably say iceland nice so iceland number one honorable mention montana yeah definitely 100 percent. gotcha yeah okay cool now with you having your business wh what do you enjoy most about that business ownership at such a young age yeah um i didn't expect to start a business at the you know i was 20 when i started my business i did not um expect to be living the lifestyle i'm currently living um What's it like uh, owning my business at such a young age? It's uh, it's humbling uh, for sure. I I definitely see what a big gift it is, especially living with three other guys that are exactly my age who work like nine to fives. Um, I see what a gift it is to be able to give, also give back to the community um, and you know acknowledge the fact that my lifestyle and uh, I think what God has provided me personally is like unique. Um, and so it's, it's really surreal. I have to like, I still process it like often with people. I'm like, yeah, I'm still like, I still am in awe of the fact that I do own my own business at such a young age. And it makes me wonder like what the future will look like, like how I could give back or what else I could do with the free time that I also have. Um, and kind of creating my own schedule and, and what I can do in the future to, to help other people achieve their goals and their dreams too, so. Yeah. Now, do you find it difficult juggling school and running a business at the same time? And what things have you done to kind of prioritize school and business? Because mm -hmm. it's not like you just go to school right around the corner, right? It's pretty <laughs> far away. Yeah. So I'm actually a, a full-time grad student at a college that's three hours away from my house one way. Uh, so every Monday I drive three hours to school um, for about a three and a half uh yeah three and a half hour class um and it's grad school so it's like it's a lot of work um I mean you're getting at least a 25 page paper for class I'm in four classes and like 
you know, you have all these other like little like five page papers here and there and all these other presentations and stuff like that. Um, luckily it is only the one day a week. So I only have to, or for eight weeks and then another eight weeks, it'll be two days a week. Um, but, um, my also, I also have a seasonal business. Uh, so like right now I don't have a wedding again for a couple months. Um, so this will be an easier semester than the last one. The last one I had 16 weddings where I filmed and photographed. So you're talking 2000 photos per wedding and then good 200 video clips that you got to put together and create like a six minute wedding video. Um, that was a brutal semester uh, for sure. Um, and I think I'm a big fan of mentorship and counseling, self-care. Um, like there wasn't a day where I didn't like make and prioritize time to work out. If that meant not getting an assignment done, it meant not getting an assignment done. For me, keeping my, my sanity is first uh, and foremost my top priority. Uh, I think that's how I'm also able to own a business at such a young age. I, I mean, I take a lot of care of myself. Um, I don't, um, like I know my limits as well. And I like to talk to people too. Like if I'm struggling with something, I don't, I don't keep it hidden. Um, I think a lot of times in our culture specifically, we like to think that doing things on your own means something better about you. But I think true humility and asking people for help allows you to be stronger in the end. So in my mind, I'm like, I don't care if I ask for help or if I need help, I'll ask somebody. Um, because I have an end goal in mind and I don't care, you know, I'm, I'm not too prideful to, to ask for help because I know that in the end it's going to make me a better person. Um, so I think being able to set boundaries with other people, set boundaries with myself, um, has been able to help me juggle all of those different things. Yeah. So with you having school running your own business, do you just, you know, if nobody, if, if somebody didn't know what that is like, do you just have all this free time in the world where you can just basically sleep till noon, wake up, do whatever the heck you want because you run your own business, maybe get some schoolwork done, maybe work on some photography, or is it, uh, like, what does that look like? It is a period of, of grinding out for a couple weeks or months, or how's that come about in the photography business and what you've had to deal with? With the photography business specifically, so, like, I've kind of the first few years is a absolute grind. I mean, I would work hours and hours and hours. I mean, from the time I would wake up, I would, I would have to go watch YouTube videos. I self-studied for a drone pilot license test. I had to create my own website. Like I did, I've never taken a business class, nor have I taken a photography or video class. Like all of this is self-taught. So for me, it was hours and hours of like watching YouTube, Googling stuff, reaching out to random people and asking them questions like, hey, can I learn for free? I mean, it was a lot of working for free. And so like people see this end product of like, okay, so yeah, sometimes I, my, normally I, I stroll on onto the gym at 10, 1030, and I don't start my day until one o'clock. That's usually how my day goes. Um, but for years, it was, it was just constant grinding, working for free, um, and putting in the initial work. Um, of trying to find my own editing style. Like I would literally sit in my dorm room and take photos on a tripod of myself just to practice. Um, so it's not like there wasn't any initial work. Like I worked my butt off for this. And to be able to get to that point and that skill level, you really have to. Like you're not gonna be able to like live that lifestyle just by like letting it come to you. It's not like you could set high prices at the beginning. It's, you know, it's, you have to go put out free work. You have to go and like, make random calls to people or you have to go and walk in doors and be like, Hey, like 
you know, do you need photos for this? And you have to be okay with failing because, you know, you have to be okay with a lot of failings in business initially um, and learning through those failings of like, you know, I remember my first sales call, somebody was like, well, what's included in this wedding package? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I was like, maybe I can do this. And they're like, obviously I didn't book it, you know, uh, but it was my first sales call. I was like, you know, so people kind of see this like end product here. Um, and in my mind, I'm like, well, you could have it too. You just got to work for it. Um, so, and it's also, I think the, the, the fact that I kind of fell in this industry is really serendipitous. You know, it's, um, it's everybody's like one day a year for weddings, right? Or, or, or one time in their life that they're going to be getting married. And so people are like willing to splurge a little bit more. Um, you know, nobody's going to stop getting married and nobody's going to not want it to get captured. So... I think that that's also been really helpful for just falling into this specific industry. Yeah. It's been really cool to see you grow as a business owner, grow as a person. I've known Matt for the last couple of years, so I didn't know him right as he was starting off um, in his business, but I have had the opportunity to be in the same car as him when he's making follow-up phone calls and he has his laptop on his computer and he's getting a phone call for the first time or people do have questions and you can feel the passion coming out of him, which is really great to hear and see because a lot of times I think that when we go into businesses or dealing with uh, people that we just feel like a number but I wasn't even the person who was on that other side of the phone call, and I felt like he was just being himself. He was showing that he's very passionate about being a photographer, videographer, and that he truly wanted to capture the best moments of somebody's life, and you can feel that. And as soon as he got done off the phone call, he asked me for my feedback as another business owner. What did he do well? What did he not do well? What could he correct? So it was very cool to be able to bounce things off of each other as business owners. Now, in today, we have all these amazing phones, and, and they can do video. They can, do, uh, they can take pictures a lot better than probably a couple years ago. Yeah. So with you being in the photography, photography business, do you feel like that is hurting your business, or how do you view that now that there's so many people who are so and say professional photographers are that's now their thing when they can go buy a, a light box or yeah. they can go buy their own equipment and do it themselves. Like, uh, how do you see that affecting or not affecting your business? Yeah, I mean, um, I could see how you know people might think that it would impact um, the photography industry, you know, people who are professional photographers, but nobody's gonna want. Nobody's going to want their wedding day captured on an iPhone. Like, I mean, you could see a difference. And also, um, like, there's a reason why I'm spending $40,000 on equipment, you know, instead of just buying an iPhone. There's a, there's, a, there's a massive difference. Like, when you compare two things side by side to one another, um, you, you start to see, and I think even on social media, people can definitely see the difference. Um, and so I don't, I don't see, I don't see it hurting, um, the wedding industry, which I'm main, like, that's my main source of revenue. I would say about 85% or so of my revenue, 80 to 85% of my revenue comes from wedding specifically. Um, and then I have a lot of little side gigs here and there that I, uh, make a little extra cash through. Um, but I don't, I don't see it affecting weddings at all. I mean, there's, there's not like extra lenses and there's, 
there's just not enough data that gets captured into a file on an iPhone. I just, I don't see a phone ever being able to beat an actual DSLR camera. And I think people can see the difference too. Yeah, absolutely. So if somebody wanted to, you said weddings is your main stream of revenue of pretty much what you do, bulk of your business. Mm -hmm. Now, what else type of things do you do for any of those people who haven't maybe been to your website yet? want to know a little bit more about you, what, what kind of services can you offer? Are there things that you do? Is there stuff that's off limits or what is your stuff outside of that? It's funny you bring up off limits. Uh, pretty much the only off limit I have, I suck at photographing newborn babies. Um, I don't know what to do with them. <laughs> I tried it once and I won't try it again. That's the only thing I won't do. Like, I don't do boudoir photos either. <laughs> uh, those, are the, those are the two things I don't do for, for money, but I'll do pretty much anything. Like later today, photographing drums for somebody uh he makes custom drums uh like twenty thousand dollar drum kits i've i've never done anything with that but i'll do anything pretty much except for except for newborn babies um but i also do headshots uh, i'll do senior photos i've done maternity photos i'll do those um a lot of engagements family photos uh, i like doing commercial video work as well um when when it makes sense to do commercial video work. Um, so those, those are probably the, yeah, uh, I'll pretty much do almost anything. Awesome. Now, what kind of advice would you give maybe a high schooler who's listening to this, maybe somebody who's in college or just getting out of college, they have this young, they have this entrepreneur spirit within them yeah. and they're looking to start that their own business. What advice would you be able to give them now that you have graduated high school, mm -hmm. you're in school currently, you've traveled to and from school, so your life is kind of in a different setting yeah. now as opposed to a few years ago when you did start your own business. What kind of advice would you be able to give them? Or really anybody, honestly, it could yeah. be not even, it could be a single mom, it could be, uh, you know, a really busy family and they just have the desire to start their own business. Mm -hmm. I could speak into both. So, I mean, specifically talking about high school students, I have a couple schools of thought on this one. Uh, the first and foremost is to just start now. You are 18, you're, you know, even if you're in college or you're living at home, like that's the thing, I got to grow my business at home. I didn't have to worry about like paying rent. I didn't have to worry about a car. I didn't have to worry about buying groceries. I didn't have to worry about paying my own bills. Like now I do all that because I waited to get to that point, you know? And so I would say start now, grind, like as much as you can. Like I would be in my dorm room while everybody else was watching TV and playing video games. I was learning my editing software. I was building a website. I wasn't going out and socializing as much. And so like, I, I like was like, well, I gotta do this now because I'm eventually gonna have to support myself. And then what happens then? I won't, I won't have time for that. It'll take me years. So I invested as much possible time as I could right now. Stop making excuses, just do it. Like that's what I would tell people, first and foremost in high school. Second is get a mentor. Like I had so many mentors. So. I started, I started mental health counseling, going to see a counselor around, uh, or I, I started seeing a mentor, just a, a normal mentor at the age of 18. I would go and see him every single week and I would just talk about things that I wanted to work on. I would, I would be completely vulnerable. I would tell him everything that I didn't like about myself, that I didn't like what I was doing in life. And he would just walk alongside me, love me in that, encourage me in that and allow me to grow. So that allowed me to know who I was because I had somebody that kind of allowed me to voice the things that I wanted to work at that I felt inadequate about. 
and and that's actually why I feel like I was able to spend the 500 bucks on a camera and go to school to become a pastor because I didn't care about the contingencies, right? Like I followed my passion. My passion at the time was people. It still is people. That's why I'm going to be a mental health counselor. But I'm like, in my mind, um, knowing yourself, following your passion will eventually lead to something. Like all my friends went to college um, for like business and stuff, um, which is fine. But like to me, I was like, that's too safe. That's not me. I have to be true to myself. And so I think that that allowed me to go to school for some some job that at the max was probably going to make $45,000 a year after going $100,000 in debt because I would have had to go to private college. I was like, you know, it doesn't make sense. But since I was like, I followed my passion, I did what I love to do, I kind of fell into this naturally. And now I'm like making, like, not that it matters. I'm doing what I love and not that I care about the money, but it's just like, that whole dichotomy of when you find your life, you'll lose it. When you lose your life, you'll find it kind of thing of like, um, so that I would say mentorship, um, having somebody to kind of encourage you. I, six years of mental health counseling and mentorship is, is kind of what I went through um, to help discover who I was and also just facing fears constantly. Somebody to encourage me to keep going. Like you got it, you got it. And like anytime I make a mistake, it's like, okay, like, no, you're still good. You're still good. Keep going. Um, and now I just feel totally secure in, like, who I am. And even my, like, I don't even tie any of my mistakes in business to, like, my identity anymore either. Um, and stay humble. That's the last thing I would say. Stay humble. Don't ever think that you're better than anybody because of, like, the position that you're in. Don't ever think that you're better for somebody or look down upon somebody because they're in a lower position. Like, that's subjective. Like, the measurement that you're using is, like, within our own cultural interpretation. Like, don't think that you're better because you feel like you're in a better spot. Like, stay humble, be thankful for where you're at, um, and just want to grow to be the best person that you could be. I love that. That's yeah. so good. Be humble, mm -hmm. grind, and find yourself a mentor, a person, a trusted person, a coach to help you build along the way. That's that's great advice. Yeah. And anybody that's out there, whether you're young, you're old, somewhere in between, it doesn't matter but start today, start going after that dream and goal. Because if you never start, then you're never going to get anywhere. You need to take that first step and it might be a baby step, but that's fine because down the road, then you can look back and say, wow, look how far I came. Maybe it wasn't as fast as I wanted, but at least I got started. Thank God I'm not where I used to be mm -hmm. and look how far I've come. So that's such good stuff. Now, um, as we wrap things up here, do you want to share with them what some of your social handles are, your yeah. website, so they can reach out to you? Yeah, so my main Instagram is at Matt Warren underscore weddings. Um, you can find me on Facebook, uh, Matt Warren Photography. My website is mattwarrenphotography.com, and I also have a YouTube channel, uh, Matt Warren Photography, as well. Um, so those are my main social media handles. Um, go ahead, give me a follow um, on any of those. Yeah, thanks guys for checking this out. Um, Impact Mentality Business Edition comes out every first Wednesday of the month. Again, sitting here with Matt Warren of Matt Warren Photography. Check out his stuff, hit up his handle, give him a like. And if you enjoyed this, please share it with your friends, family, let them know about this podcast that is going on, and we'll see you next time.